This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello guys, welcome back to the Eat Like Ruby podcast. I am back in studio today with a solo episode, which is really exciting. I've done a fair few guest episodes in the last few weeks, so definitely go back and have a listen to those if you haven't already, but I am going to fly solo today, which is really cool. And the thing I want to talk about today, we will get straight into it, is I'm going to talk about one of my upcoming programs in Eat Like Ruby, but more so talk about why I wanted to run this program, why I do run this program, why I'm so passionate about it, why I love it, why it's designed the way it is, all of the things. And it really is something that I've built over time based off of things that I've learned and seen in the industry, like as I've worked in the nutrition and training space for a long time now, I've really seen like where people are going wrong or what people need. And I've just built this program and tweaked this program over the years to be something that I think is really cool and really quite needed in the industry, if I'm being honest. Um, The program that I am referring to is Train Like Queens. And if you have been an Eat Like Ruby fan over the last few months or years, you've probably seen me running a program called Eat Like Queens. And we've taken Eat Like Queens and tweaked it a little bit for the next coming round and made it Train Like Queens. So it is, I don't want to say the same program, but... It's, it's kind of come in, in Eat Like Queens' place for the winter and that um, is part of what I'm going to talk about. It's very intentional about why we're running it this way at this time. Like I said, it is called Train Like Queens and the reason I wanted to call it that is because I think the winter is a wicked time to really move a little bit away from our calorie deficit and our focus on fat loss and our real focus on like fine-tuning and nitpicking body composition, if you will. And what I mean by this is, if you've listened to all of the other episodes, you will know that I am a big advocate of not spending a lot of time in a calorie deficit. I think we absolutely want to get out of that and focus on other things. I'm not going to get too far into that today because I've ranted about that more than enough on the podcast. But I think the winter is a great time to do this. Obviously, like as a nutritionist, as a trainer, having all the education and all of the science background and everything that I do, I am really adamant on this stuff from for that sort of a reason. But I am still very mindful that we are human beings. A lot of my listeners, all of my clients are women and we still feel a certain way and want to focus on certain things regardless of the science or like the best thing we should be doing. If somebody has a goal, if somebody wants to lose a bit of weight, if somebody feels a bit crappy, I'm still mindful that there's a human being there feeling that way. I'm not just going to be like, well, science tells us to do this. So (laughs) disregard all of your feelings. So what I mean by this is it's a really good time to like winter is a really good time to just push that aside a little bit, like push that real body comp focus, that real fat loss, calorie deficit, intense focus to the side and focus on all those other things we've spoken about. And so with Train Like Queens, we are still, you know, focusing on nutrition and we're focusing obviously a big focus on training. But the whole gist of this program is that we're not pushing fat loss. We're not pushing a hard deficit. We're 
intentionally coming out of the deficit, focusing on training, focusing on performance, focusing on health, focusing on really spending a consistent time doing those things and or focusing on those things, I should say. And that's what I really want to speak about today. And that's why I built this program. It is a four-month program. So we're running May, June, July, August. And like I said, the the focus or the whole collective of this program is that we're not pushing fat loss. We're not in a deficit. We're focusing on training performance. We're focusing on heavy lifts, certain movements in the gym. I'm not going to get too far into the specifics today because I more just want to talk about the reasoning behind it, whether people are joining this program or whether it's just something that you kind of take all that reasoning and think about how it applies to you. That's my real objective today. One of the first things I want to say about this is as a whole, I feel like the nutrition and training industry over recent years, especially with social media, have really pushed this message of things being mundane. And what I mean by this is we see so many posts and so so much information that's almost like this permission slip to not have to push that hard. And the very first thing I want to say is I don't want to shame this. If somebody relates to that, if that works for you, that's awesome. I don't want to bash anybody who just wants to take like a bit of a relaxed approach, a little bit of a focus on nutrition and training and just sort of have an everyday approach to it. I'm not shaming this at all. I'm not bashing this at all. But I feel like the industry has pushed this message so hard in terms of just things like, you know, it's okay to skip the gym. It's okay to fall off track with your food. It's okay to carry a bit of extra weight. It's okay, you know, to, I don't even know. We just like, no matter what people do, no matter where we're, you know, sort of air quotes slipping up, the industry is really softened and is like, this is all fine. This is all fine. And like I said, I really want to make it clear, this is all fine. (laughs) If this relates to you, that is awesome. But I feel like that message has been pushed so hard to like with the intention of not shaming people that we've almost started shaming the people that do want to push hard. If somebody's like, I love training. I love nutrition. I don't skip gym. I fucking love tracking my food. I love sticking to my food. I love being in wicked shape. I want to push to get in even better shape. I feel like that's almost become bashed or shamed. You know, if people are like that and they're really strict with these things, it's it's almost, I don't know what the word is like, but it's just sort of like, we don't have to do this. And while we don't have to do this, I want to make it so fucking clear that we can. <laughs> if somebody is like, I love nutrition, I love training, I actually don't really fall off track. I actually love pushing these things hard. I want to push them even harder. I want to make it so clear that that is not a bad thing. So I hope all of that made sense and I hope nobody took that the wrong way. You've probably heard me say before on the podcast or if you've been in Eat Like Ruby or if you've been in a masterclass, you definitely would have heard me say like there is no right or wrong with these things. We don't have to push hard. We equally don't have to be relaxed. It's all about finding what works for you. So it's really important to just have a think like, where do I fall in these categories? Am I someone that doesn't see nutrition and training as a huge priority? I just want to feel good enough, being good enough health and get on with the rest of my life. That is awesome. I will always support that. I will always applaud that. But equally, if you're somebody that thinks, no, these things are actually quite a high priority to me. I really want to fine tune them. I really want to push hard. I want to have wicked performance, wicked body comp, wicked habits. This is a big focus and a big priority and it really is my lifestyle. 
I want to make it super clear that that is awesome as well. So like I said, there is no right or wrong. Just really have a think about what one of them applies to you. But one of the reasons that I wanted to and did build Train Like Queens is because there are those girls out there that do want to get after it really hard. They do want to make it quite a lifestyle and quite a focus for them. And I love this because this is obviously where I sit and where I fall in this scale. Like I didn't build the business that I built because I kind of want to half-ass it. Like I love this shit. (laughs) So when I have girls that come in to eat like Ruby and we start to see like, oh, this isn't just a little thing for you. Like you love nutrition and training and you want to take it to another level. I love that. Like that's absolutely my jam. And again, coming back to um, Train Like Queens, that's why we built this. So I want to just make that super clear at the start. If you're someone that's like, I really want to push this shit hard and take it to the next level, go for it. I'm all for it. Like I said, with Train Like Queens, we are running a four-month program where the protocols, if we will, like the nutrition training protocols are not focused on fat loss. So we're not going to be in a calorie deficit. We're not going to be nitpicking and fine-tuning you know, scale weight and measurements and all of these things every week, like we do when someone's pushing a hard fat loss goal. I want to have a four month program where people have committed to focusing on training performance and building, whether it's building performance and like hitting PBs, hitting certain lifts, doing certain movements in the gym, or whether it's a bit more of a focus on building the physique. And those two things go hand in hand. When we're killing it with training performance, our physique is going to be a result of that. If we are really focused on building a physique, naturally we're going to perform well. So those two things just tying together, no matter what sort of seems to be more important to you, they're going to go hand in hand. And the reason I wanted to build this program and do this, besides everything I've just ranted about, is I see a lot of girls who do fall into that category where they are quite serious about this and it is quite a priority to them. You know, there's there's so many parts to this and we've spoken about it a lot before, but we get so caught up on things like scale weight or being in a deficit or being super lean. And one of the issues I see here is when people do want to focus on building a physique, like building you know, muscle growth or building a bigger, better physique or focusing on training performance, often they can think like, if I'm not going to be pushing hard for a deficit, if I'm just going to be, you know, sort of air quotes, maintaining, I don't need a program or I don't need a coach. Like I can do that myself. And the biggest issue I see there is people's emotions getting in the way. (laughs) And what I mean is if you are somebody who does prioritize nutrition and training, you're in quite good shape. And then you think, yeah, cool. I'm going to spend four months focusing on muscle growth or performance or all those things I just mentioned. And you do that on your own. So often I see this where we get two or three weeks into it and we might jump on the scale and see like I've put on literally half a kilo or one kilo and people freak out. People might look in the mirror on an off day and freak out. People might see an old photo where they were super shredded and then freak out and then they want to run straight back to the deficit. And when people don't have a program or a coach or something that's been put in place to deal with that, so often I see people yo-yo back and forth. They'll, they'll go into that mindset of like, yep, I want to focus on this for four months. Holy shit, two weeks in, I'm having a bad day. I feel like shit. I'm going back to my deficit. <laughs> they'll spend a few days back in the deficit and then they're like, no shit, I really wanted to do this. 
get me back on those high calories. They spend a few days back on high calories. They're like, look in the mirror. Nope, having a bad day again. I'm going back. And they bounce back and forth for weeks, months. Some people have done this for years on end. And I've spoken about this on other episodes where people sort of get stuck in that shitty loop unknowingly. But I see it with these girls who are doing it and and they're aware of it, but they just can't seem to get themselves out of it because they are quite conditioned to being lean and to being light and to being in that peak shape. So when it comes to, like I said, putting on literally half a kilo in their mind, they don't really have systems in place to handle that. So it becomes quite a big deal and they they really can't handle it, like I just said. And that's why I wanted to put a program in place where it's like, everyone in this program is doing the same thing. If you wake up on one of those days and you're just like, oh, I'm feeling a tiny bit heavier today. I'm feeling a tiny bit, you know, people use the word fluffy. And as a side note, I fucking hate the word fluffy when it comes to body composition. People use the word fluffy because they don't want to say, I feel fat because they know they're not fat and they're quite lean and they're quite in shape and they might just feel not as lean as they felt two weeks ago or whatever it might be. But they know if they came out and said, I feel fat today, people would just be like, that's ridiculous. So people use that word fluffy to sugarcoat it. Oh, you know, I'm just feeling a little bit fluffy. I hate that because I think we want to own our shit. If we have gone into a surplus, if we have gone into a gaining phase, whatever it is, you're not fluffy. Like you're a badass that's lifting heavy, putting on muscle, like fucking killing it. You're not fluffy. Don't downgrade what you are doing and say, oh, you know, I feel fluffy today. If you feel like a boss, say, I feel like a boss. If you do feel fat, say, I feel fat, whatever it is. But I think people throw that word fluffy to just be like a bit of a cover to how they're really feeling. Coming back to like why I wanted to run this program like this, if we're all doing the same thing, we're all in that same position. Like I said, if you wake up on a day and you are like, oh, I feel a bit fluffy today. You've put yourself in a room with people that are doing the same thing. So you can come into that space and be like, oh, guys, feeling it a bit today. Someone will instantly jump in and be like, fuck, yep, I can relate. I get it. And we can really riff on it. And then obviously myself as the educated professional who has also done these things before, I've put myself through very clear gaining phases, maintenance phases, performance phases, all of these things. I can come in and be like, talk you through it in an educated way and in an experienced way. And we keep going with the goal that you had in place. Like I said, if you wake up on one of those days and you're completely on your own, it's so easy to change the whole plan. I see people do this all the time, change their whole fucking plan based on just feeling a bit off one day. And then, like we said, we yo-yo so much that there's zero consistency here and we actually get nowhere. If we have committed to four months of focusing on performance and lifting heavy and killing it and really building good health, a good physique and good habits. Like I said, you can come in and out of that space as much as you need to and know that there's like a collective energy of people that are like, I get it. I'm here with you. Let's fucking keep going. (laughs) And the thing I really want to say on that note, and we've said this so many times in the podcast before, when we come away from a deficit, it's not about oh, well, I'm not doing fat loss anymore, so I'm going to be, I'm going to go into terrible shape and stuck on the weight and look and feel like shit. <laughs> I want to make this so clear. I think I've used myself as an example before, but like when I am super lean, super light, shredded, end of a deficit, I sit around that 57 kilo mark. When I am like peak gaining phase, 
like really intentionally putting on weight, I sit around the 67 mark. When I'm focusing on performance and purely just like, I want to have enough energy in the tank to train well, eat well, sleep well, recover well, live well, all of these things. When I'm doing that and not really focusing on a deficit or a surplus and just sitting around that maintenance intake, my scale weight sits around the 60 kilo mark. So we're looking at being like one to three kilos above like our lean light peak physique. And when we look at that, I mean, there's so many things to scale weight, but so much of that is muscle mass, shape change, extra, literally extra food in our system is going to lead to a higher weight on the scale. If you've gone from eating 1500 calories a day and now you're eating 2000, you're literally just going to have more food sitting in your stomach. It'd be the same as if you stood on the scale and held that meal in your hand. You're now just holding it in your stomach. Of course, you're going to weigh a bit more. So that's a little point I want to make on the side here is I'm not telling people to join a program and let's all get out of shape. It is the total opposite. It is join this program. Let's get you on a consistent intake that we are fueling, like I said, training performance. We're training well, we're eating well, recovering well, sleeping well, just enjoying it and really sticking to it for the four months and beyond. If you get to the end of this and you're like, I want to keep this going. Absolutely. Amen. I am all for it. But I see so many people spend really clear, consistent time in a deficit, maybe three months, six months, whatever it is for the year, maybe spread out throughout the year. And then the rest of the time, they're just not sure what to do. They're like, I don't want to keep pushing a really strict diet, but equally, I don't want to get out of shape after all the hard work I've done. And they just kind of dabble in this like nothingness. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, air quotes eating well. Maybe I have a few relaxed meals here. Maybe I freak out a bit and drop my calories a bit over here. And the result of that is that we don't really achieve anything, which is fine. If you don't want to achieve anything, that's totally fine. If you do just want to relax with your nutrition for a while, I'm, I'm not going to bash that at all. But if you're someone, like I said, coming back to those people that do want to build a physique, do want to look awesome and really take everything to that next level, one of the biggest issues I see there is that there's no intentional phase where nutrition and training are still very, very consistent, but not with a focus on fat loss. That is one of the biggest things I see. People are very consistent and very strict and very on point when there's a clear fat loss goal in mind. And as soon as we let that goal go, we tend to let the strictness and everything go too, which is fine. But then it's sort of like, what what am I actually doing for these next few months? I don't really know. And then as a result, getting to the end of those few months and being like, I don't have a lot to show for this. And this is where I want to step in and be like, if you can relate to this, let's run this program where the focus is, like I said, eating enough that we're really focusing on training, hence why I've changed the name to Train Like Queens. We've got such a consistent progressive training program in place. I'm obsessed with this training program. It is next level. And really that is the focus of this program. And then, like I said, we've got the energy coming in to support that. We stick to all of that consistently for four months. We've got the support network around us for the, you know, air quote, bad days. And we get to the end of the four months and we're like, yes, I actually can see my shape change. I can see my lifts have clearly increased. My performance has clearly increased. The benefits, like I said, I've done so many podcasts where we've spoken about the benefits of eating more. I'm not going to get too far into that. But if you've spent four months fueling your body, like not under consuming, 
imagine just like your mindset, your energy levels, your cravings, your hunger, your training performance, your sleep, your mood, your libido, your relationship. I've spoken about this before where if your partner doesn't really eat the same way you do, imagine when you've got an extra 400 calories up your sleeve every day, if not more. But like for a lot of people, that's where we sort of tend to start. You can have those meals out. You can eat more meals with your partner. You can be like, hell yeah, let's go out for burgers. And I know I'm going to kill it with a massive leg session tomorrow. And I know that my goals and my calories and my protocols and everything are so aligned right now for us to go out and really fucking enjoy this burger. Like it just makes so much sense. So with this program, with Train Like Queens, we are, like I said, the, the everyone's sort of got the same focus and we're all sort of working towards the same thing, but it is still personalized nutrition protocols. Obviously, you know, how much I need to eat to be in this position versus how much you might need to eat to be in this position is going to be different. So everybody will still get their personalized nutrition protocols. But the real like energy and the real thing I really wanted to create here was a group of girls all on that same journey. I don't like the word journey. It's just a bit bizarre to me, but not bizarre. It just sounds a bit lame. Yeah, we are all going to be on the same journey for lack of a better word. And one thing I've seen here, and I've seen this so often throughout coaching, and I've experienced it over the years when I think about it, is if you are one of those people who does love nutrition and training and you do prioritize it quite a bit, so often we can find ourselves in a position where the rest of the people in our life don't really relate to that. Like maybe your partner does, maybe he doesn't, maybe you don't have a partner. But often that we see like a lot of people or like a lot of girls in Eat Like Ruby will be like, you know, my friends don't really get it or my people at work don't get it. Like they don't understand why I've got my little container of lunch or (laughs) they don't understand when I say no to getting takeaway or whatever it might be that you're doing. So often it's just a really common thing where people are like, the people around me just don't get it. And that's why I love creating programs like this where the people in this program get it. You can tap in at any time. Like we're running Eat Like Queens right now and the girls just jump in and they're like, you know, little win here. Like I hit my steps today or I did this today, whatever it might be. And it's like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Like if you said to your partner, like I hit my steps today and he'd be like, yeah, cool. No one cares. (laughs) So that's why I love creating these sort of programs. And that's why I wanted to make sure there was a, like a collective energy in this program where you can tap in any time to a bunch of people who just get it. I see all the time where people, you know, obviously for a lot of us, we've got jobs or we've got whatever in your life where you can't always choose the people that are there and you can't choose the people that are around you. And for the most part, they might be nice people. (laughs) But so often we see people, you know, getting stuck in situations like your work tea room where everyone might just sit there and like crap on about diets and everyone's judging what everyone else is eating and everyone's got all the fucking answers. Like I swear work tea rooms are (laughs) work tea rooms and like big family gatherings are the one place where everyone suddenly got all the fucking answers (laughs) to being on a diet, yet no one's got all the results. I'm just going to say that. I see all the time, you put yourself in these rooms, the diet convo comes up, you've got people with very little results to show for it, going on and on and on on about dieting. And (laughs) that's kind of off topic, but (laughs) it had to be said. But so often you can kind of have your goals and you can have your thing where you're then sitting in this room with all these people who simply just don't get it. You know, maybe they want a quick fix. Maybe they are trying a quick fix or, you know, maybe we see those people that don't really prioritize nutrition and training and that's fine to each their own, but then they're quite judgy of anyone who does. You know, if you do whip out your pre-made meal or you do say no to takeaway or whatever, it's like, oh, what, are you on a diet? 
And it's really put out like this bad thing. And it's like, yeah, I actually fucking am looking after myself. Like, what's your problem? really and that is the thing you do have a problem I don't I'm good I'm in my lane I'm getting my shit done you're clearly the one with the problem like if my Tupperware container has set you off you've got the fucking problem not me but (laughs) I wanted to have a space where people can jump in like I said with people that are on the same journey and if you are finding yourself in those situations where the people around you aren't getting it, you know you've got a space to come back to where people do get it. That is what I absolutely love about Eat Like Ruby, Eat Like Queens, like this program and now being trained like Queens. We can jump in anytime and just know we've got that support network. And I feel like it's super important going into this new round where this goal and this focus might be quite new for a lot of people. There's a level of discomfort here. If you've been, you know, dabbling in fat loss, like if you've done strict fat loss phases and then you've sort of not known how to come out of them, you might not have ever done a really specific like maintenance slash surplus. And just as a little side note, when we set you up in Train Like Queens, we will have that combo. Are we going for a big clear surplus Or do we just want to like move to maintenance and focus on that performance thing? Or do you actually really want to push weight gain? Either one is awesome. I'm I'm all for both. Whatever we sort of tee up to be the best protocols for you, it might be quite new to you if you've never really consistently done that before for a four-month period. So it's natural that there'll be a little bit of resistance there and a bit of a level of discomfort there. And especially if we think about a four-month period like this program is going to be, very rarely do we see someone have perfect nutrition for 16 weeks. Like there's something will come up at some point and, and rightly so. Like we all live our lives, we've all got shit where something just might come up and we can't stick to it. And again, that brings a level of discomfort of like, oh, I've never been in this phase before and now I'm presented with a hurdle and this can be where people then revert back to old ways because they just want that comfort back. They're like, I'll do what I've always done. I know this is safe. I know this works. And that's where committing to a program like this, where it's like when those hurdles come up, I know I've got my people. I know I've got my space. I can jump in and and navigate this hurdle and keep moving forward with that original goal I set. I think I said this at the start of the episode, but we have these goals where we do want to focus on muscle gain or performance or whatever it might be. But if we don't get that support to navigate it as we work through it, sometimes we, or very often actually, we don't follow through and actually reach that goal because as soon as that hurdle presents or as soon as that discomfort comes up, it's like, shit, get me out of here. (laughs) And rightly so, like that's that's a normal human response to anything. So I really hope everything here has made sense, but I really just wanted to take all of those things. I've seen individuals do this over the years in so many ways. Like I said, I've done it over the years and I really wanted to build this program where it's like, oh, I know what all the possible mindset things might be. I know what all the potential hurdles could be. I know what the the vibe is. People are like, yeah, I kind of want to do this, but fuck, I'm scared. It's, it's dysregulating. It's all these things. I wanted to build this program that's like, I kind of know what's coming for you guys and, and we're good. We can get through it. So obviously, this, you know, this episode has predominantly been about the program itself. But like I said, I just want whether people, you know, join this program, apply for this program, whatever, I just want people to be thinking about those things. If you are someone who feels like, yeah, I have nailed a deficit and I have struggled to come out of that before, just know like it's so common. You're not alone. I see this all the time. 
I see this, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but so often I see people in a deficit, they're grinding, they're doing the thing, they're getting the results and it's getting quite challenging. And we start to kind of build this hype of like, oh, I can't wait to go to maintenance. You know, I can't wait to increase my calories, maybe loosen the reins a little, have a bit more flexibility, have a bit more freedom, all of those things that come with moving away from a deficit. And when people get there, it's not as awesome as they think because they don't really know how to handle it. And the biggest issue I see here is when we're pushing fat loss or we're pushing a deficit and we've got that clear goal, we do have a clear goal. So every day we wake up and we're like, I know exactly what calories I should hit. I know exactly what I'm looking for in terms of progress. Like I'm watching measurements, I'm watching the scale, I'm watching photos. It is very clear. It's very black and white. Am I succeeding with this or am I not? When the goal is maintenance, it's not as clear like what is successful maintenance because we know scale weight will fluctuate a little bit. We know pictures, measurements, all of that will fluctuate a little bit. We know our maintenance calories will be a bit of a range. So, so often people actually struggle because there's no clear goal. There's no clear thing to tick off every day. We don't get to the end of the week and be like, yep, ticked all the boxes and got the result. For a lot of people, it's like, first of all, what are the boxes? They're going to be a little bit different for everybody. Even when we do tick what we might think are, you know, sort of the air quote, right maintenance boxes for us. If we get to the end of the week, it's like, how do I deem this a success or not? If my body has maintained or if my results have maintained, is that successful? Or if things have fluctuated, am I suddenly unsuccessful? It's just a little bit blurry and a lot of people struggle with that. I reckon any of my current or previous Eat Like Ruby girls that are listening will be like, oh yeah, that was me. I was so excited for maintenance. And when I got there, I was like, oh shit, this is actually a bit tricky. If you can relate to everything I've said here, just know that it's all so common. It's all so expected. And like I said, whether you apply for train like Queens or not, that was not my objective of this episode. It was more to just bring attention to this thing. As we're coming out of summer, as we're coming into winter, if you are in a position where there's not a lot of body fat to lose and you don't need to be in a long-term deficit for health reasons, like I've spoken about a million times, we want to get out of that. So it's worth starting to think, what is my plan to get out of that? especially if nutrition and training are quite a priority to you because I feel like a lot of the time the alternative is spending the winter quite lost going through all of those things I've just spoken about sometimes eating more sometimes eating less sometimes training well sometimes freaking out fluctuating going back to the deficit changing the plan every second day and if we look at that over a you know four five six month period changing a plan every single day obviously lacks a lot of consistency and we know consistency is what we need to get results with nutrition and training. And that's what I'm trying to create with this four-month program. So if you are someone who does take your nutrition and training quite seriously, if we think about what we spoke about at the start of the episode with sort of those two categories of people, if you can relate to that second category where it is somewhat of a priority and quite a lifestyle for you, it's really worth investing in some sort of education, something to transcend this. If you can relate to a lot of what I've spoken about, We don't want to spend years where we could be making wicked progress and killing it and loving it, kind of dabbling in all of this stuff I've spoken about today. We really want to get to a point where it's like, oh, yep, I can relate to this. There's clearly some things here that I need to work on. This is sort of the next level. You know, we speak about flexible dieting. We speak about fat loss and understanding the science of fat loss and all of those things. Often the girls who are in this position where it is a priority and a lifestyle to them, they know all that. They might enjoy the podcast, but for the most part, it's not 
hugely educational because they know all that. And really what I see to be the next level is like, how do I then take my nutrition and training in different directions? Yeah, I understand fat loss and I can kill it with fat loss when I want to, but I actually don't need to do that a lot of the time. So the thing that I'm good at and the thing that I can kill it with, I'm only really doing it for three months of the year. What am I doing with the other nine months? People are more lost here than they might realize. And that is why I've built this program and I'm very, very excited to run it. If you can relate to all of this and you're like, hell yeah, I'm in, (laughs) you can apply for Train Like Queens. It is an application process just because it is for this certain level of girls. So I don't want girls coming in that are quite beginner or they're trying to learn about flexible dieting. They're trying to learn about fat loss and they're going through all those real initial stages. That is awesome. We run the 10-week program as well at the same time. So if you can relate to that and you want to get started somewhere, I would absolutely advise joining the 10-week program. But if you're someone that's like, yep, I'm really quite a badass in this space. I really want to transcend this stuff. I really want to go next level. This is the time to do it. I would absolutely advise apply for Train Like Queens and we can go for it. So that is all for today. I hope you guys got something out of that, whether you know, you're someone in a position that doesn't want to apply for this program or equally you just got some more things to think about with your nutrition and training. That is what I always want is just for everyone to get whatever they personally need out of the podcast. So if you did, please continue to like screenshot it, tag me, share it, like it, rate it, do all of those things. I love seeing your guys' feedback. I am going to be back next week with another solo episode and then I've got a few more guest episodes lined up for the next few weeks as well. So stay tuned because there is plenty more to come. 